Savior and our King, the one who gave it all. He gave up everything. Let's think about the man who shed his precious blood so we could be his friends, his friends until the end. And give our love and praise to him. He is our Savior and our friend. Let's give our love and praise to him. He is our Savior and our friend. Let us pray. Thank you, Jesus, for tonight. Bless our hearts with your word. Fail us with every truth. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated, everybody. Ah, all right. Hello, can you hear me? Is my sound okay? I sound different. Beautiful. Well, I'm going to preach for a short time and then we'll go home. Um, I'm going to introduce a new series for the evening services. And probably maybe, I mean, the whole month, I'm not too sure, but for now, I feel led to do it more for evening services. And the title is Faith Secrets. Yeah. You know, many of us are in the faith. Is that not so? When you are a Christian, what it is is that you are in the faith. And it just means that you have believed in something that many people don't believe in. And so, therefore, your food should be different. Elizabeth, move from where you are. Elizabeth, Mrs. Mendy, please come and sit behind, closer to your husband. Yes, don't hide at the corner. So, it just means that if we are in the faith, things should be different. Innocent, do you understand? If you choose a profession, let's say you say you want to do medicine, you are a doctor. I mean, when you become a doctor, your life is supposed to be different. Is that not so? But there are doctors who are poor. I, 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 I have seen at least one person. <laughs> yeah, very poor. I mean, he's not been able to buy a car for many years. Every day complaining and blaming everybody for problems and all that. I've seen lawyers who are poor, who walk every day. Yeah. And I've seen teachers who are richer than lawyers, who have built houses, eh? look after their children and go to, to go to university, have cars, this, that. Teachers who, then a lawyer is walking. There are people in America, sometimes many people want to travel. Hello, hello. I, I don't feel my sound. Eh? What have you done? It doesn't feel like the way it's supposed to feel, please. As you are hearing me, you should know that there's something different. I know how I sound like. Yep. So sometimes, you see, you can belong in a group or belong to a profession, belong into a family, Belong somewhere that you're supposed to be better. But you, you may not see those things in your life. Come forward. I don't know why you have lined yourself. I don't know whether you are lying, uh, waiting to go and join some van or something. It's like this row. You are all in a line. Ima, all of you are in a line. I don't know. Next person will come and sit behind you. Yeah, then it's going like that. Wonderful. So, you can say that you are living in America because, Charlie, as for America, when you go there, you prosper. But there are people who are in America, some of them cannot buy tickets and come back. They want to come back. They can't come. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. So, it's the same thing. You can be in the church. And 
the kind of victory, the kind of blessing, the kind of change that must come in your life, you don't see it. And it is because there is a problem. There is a deficiency. There is something you are not doing right. It is not a church. When you see somebody who is poor, who works in the office of their president, there is a reason. Because there are people who work there, their lives have changed. I have friends who have become ministers and, oh, it's not easy. And there are people who also became ministers and they are poor. After, yeah, back to ground zero. Hmm? Sometimes, I mean, marriage is supposed to be a pleasant thing. Marriage is supposed to be nice. We are supposed to enjoy. We are supposed to be happy in our homes. But for some people, it's not like that. And the reason is that if you don't see a certain result, a certain fruitfulness, it is because there is a deficiency. There is something that is very wrong. Do you get me? Yeah. So when you are in the church, and you don't see some things in your life. Don't blame the church. Some people blame everything apart from themselves. They can blame the country. This country, you can't prosper. This, 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 this. Meanwhile, there are people who are here who have never traveled anywhere, who don't earn income from anywhere outside the borders of this country. Their income is generated from within, and they are prosperous, and they can buy a ticket this evening and go to Hawaii. Yeah, they will go to uh, Australia. It doesn't matter the amount that they have to pay for their tickets. They can buy it from here and go. But somebody too is here and is blaming the country. You are in school and you fail. Don't blame the school because that school, people have passed from that school and moved on in life. Sometimes you are working. And you are blaming your boss. He's not paying as well. He's not doing but you have a colleague who may even earn the same as you, or probably somebody who is a subordinate who earns lesser than you, but the person's life is better. I knew a guy who was working in a bank and he was earning almost like uh, I think like let me see, in dollars it's like um, I think two thousand dollars. Two thousand dollars a month. Yeah. I was working in a bank earning $2,000 a month. He didn't have land. After five years of working, he was living in a rented home, driving an expensive car. And somebody in the church who doesn't earn, it's like, I think, like the whole year salary is like that person's $2,000 a month. But he has bought land and he was building And the day something happened and he lost his job. Yeah. Everybody was to blame apart from himself. And he was in debt. <laughs> apart from that huge amount of money that he earns a month. When he lost the job, he was in debt. Yeah. And somebody earns less than that and doesn't owe anybody. There is always something behind success. Do you understand? If you find yourself in a bank, some young people feel that when you finish school, the best place to work is a bank. And they go in, and it begins, it's like, it's, 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 it's a door to a, another level of problems. Yeah. Yeah. Some people don't work in any bank throughout their lives, and they, by the time they are retiring, oh, at least, look, they have built their house. They've looked after their children. They don't owe anybody. But somebody has worked in the bank for years. And when he's living, he's living with debts. Yeah. Don't blame the system. There is something that you didn't do. That is why you are not seeing the kind of results that you should have seen. And so when you are in the church and you, you look at yourself. Many of us don't analyze our relationship with God and what we are expected to be. Because me, when I look at my life, I say to myself, if for the 22 years, 24 years since I joined this church, 24 years since I joined this church, do you understand? 
if for the 24 years I was still going to church on Sunday and coming home, going and coming home, I, I think that it would have been a reflection of a problem that I have. Not the church that I belong to. I've not grown. I don't do anything in the church. All I know is that I've been in the church. I've married. I have children. I go. I come. When I feel like I, feel, I come. When I don't feel like I don't come. I'm not, I mean, answerable to anybody. Nobody looks up to me. I mean, I can be absent from church for six months and it's like nobody is looking for me because you are not irrelevant. It's only when you die that people will come for your funeral. I think that would have been a miserable representation of the grace that God had given to me. Yeah. Yeah. But some people don't do that analysis. So when it's like you belong and you don't, you don't have any influence, you don't care. If you're working somewhere and it's like you can disappear the whole day and they will not notice it. You have to resign. You see, it shows how irrelevant you have become. Yeah. But some people, they like such things. They feel that it makes them invincible. It's like they are wild. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a good reflection of, of, of who you should have been. Nobody has been raised through faith to become irrelevant. There is no place you work for after you have gone through interviews, after you've gone through a uh, uh, short listing, after you've gone, they've given you an employment, uh, what, contract, after they've given you an office, they've given you what, uh, I don't know what other things they've given you. Then it's like, you can disappear, you are not around, and nobody feels that you are, you are not around. <laughs> it shows how redundant you have become and ineffective you are. But you see, for some people, that thing, it doesn't, it's like, it, it doesn't make any difference. They even like it that way. They, are, they like it. They don't like pressure. Don't like pressure. If, you are in, if you've been in a church for a long time and you have come to a point where it's like, you don't come. It's alright. Yeah. Nobody's checking on you. It's a problem. But you see, when you sit down, ask yourself where you are working, eh? How, how important are you there? Because there are some people, even when you are a little bit late at work, you start getting because hey, what's happening? Because, like, look, we need we need you. <laughs> we need you. Do, do you understand? Because of your value. When you even go and leave, it's as if your spirit is like your body has left the office, but what has to be done? You are still functional. Yeah. Anybody who walks in the Lord has been saved to be relevant. And if you are walking around and you have come to a point in your life or in your relationship with the Lord and it's like, you say that nobody likes you. You say that nobody cares for you. You say that nobody thinks about you. No, don't blame anybody. It is you. You have made yourself Ill. you have, you have made yourself redundant. You have decreased your value and your and your and your and your and your worth. Yeah. It is you. But if you never accept and ask, ask yourself these questions and 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 Think of what you have to do. You will never rise up. So you continue blaming people as a source or reason why you are not progressing. That's the line of poverty. That's the line of being cut off. It's like you you see that you have come to that point. and, And instead of you being humble... And, 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 and asking yourself the relevant questions and what you have to do, you are still blaming people. Hey! 
<laughs> so I'm going to talk about faith secrets. And it's going to reveal unto us things that made people who were nothing, who just believed in God, to rise up. Because if we say we are in the faith, when you say you are a Christian, it means you are, you are walking in the faith. But the fact that you have not become important after how many years? The church has not decided that you are irresponsible or irrelevant. It is you. You have not responded the way you should respond. You have not understood what it takes to belong. You have not given yourself the way you are expected to. Because as for what God has done and what he has brought us to do, it is still there. And if you decide to be part of it, you will never be cut off. It's just like our families that we come from. Yeah. Sometimes, look, when they have family meetings today, some of us, if we are not there, the meeting will start and finish. <laughs> but a day will come if you are not there. The meeting cannot start. And if the meeting starts, Anything that is discussed, they have to, wherever you are, they have to find out your opinion. If they have to take a decision, it's like, they cannot do it without you. What is the secret behind it? We are going to find out. Faith makes you prominent. Because by faith, God created everything that we see. It's like, if you see something that is significant, that wows you. Look at creation. It is because of faith. God exercised faith. And what we see as marvelous came to be. He did not build the wells with, with, with materials. He spoke by faith. We know that the wells were framed by the words of God. Not with things made with hands. And so anybody who walks in faith manifests the things of God. You have things that make you. It's like, this is your work. This is, this is you. This is a reflection of you. So, let's read some scripture. Chai. Wonderful. It's an introduction, so I'm going to finish very soon. Then we'll continue. Are you here? Are you sure you are here? Okay. Beautiful. Now, I want to ask a question. You see, I'm talking about faith secrets. And it's not like one secret. It's a lot. So we're going to look at many of the things along the path. But the first question is, what is it that makes people who believe in God come up? Because God calls people. He blesses people. The whole of Israel, they were chosen by God. A whole nation. God raised Moses to go and save a whole nation of over two million people. That's the love that he had for a nation. But it is not everybody's name that we know. Many of them died. A few of them came up prominently. What is the difference? When you see a church like this, everybody here is loved by God. I'm telling you, there's nobody here who is hated. Because even, even, even the fact that the Bible says that, Romans 5, 8, whilst we were yet sinners, he commended his love towards us. So let's just say that you are a sinner, you are not saved. Let's say that you are not saved, you are not born again. Even that state, he loves you. How much more now that you have given your life and you have become a son? So he loves us. That's why we are here. But you see, the fact that God loves us doesn't automatically mean that we will, we will rise. No. It doesn't automatically mean that you get into a certain level of blessing. It doesn't mean that a certain change you expect will come. 
No. The, the reason is that there is something you must do. And many of us don't do it. And that is the one thing that I'm going to talk about today. And it is called obedience. Yeah. Hmm. Obedience. Hmm. Are you here? First Peter chapter two, verse seven. First Peter two seven. First Peter two seven and eight. So let's read verse seven. It says, "Unto you, therefore, which believe, he is precious. But unto them which be disobedient." The stone which the builders disallowed, the same is made the head of the corner. Verse 8. And a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense, even to them which stumble at the word, being disobedient, whereunto also they were appointed. Let's read it again. There's a lot of legalities inside. But we'll read it in simple English. It says, And to you therefore which believe he is precious. How many of us believe that he is precious? That's why we, that's why we respond to him. I mean, I looked at my life and I realized that I have struggles that I can't overcome. And the only way out is for me to accept Christ. And when I accepted him, I believed and knew that I would change. But unto them which be disobedient, the stone with the builders is allowed. The same is made the head of the corner. Some people, even though they believe that it's like God can do great things, yet they are disobedient. So some people are in church. Listen, as we are sitting here, what we are hearing, somebody will, will respond differently, somebody will change. Somebody will rise up, but for somebody, nothing will change. Because there is something called the spirit of disobedience. And you have he quickened who were dead in trespasses. Yeah. Some people are disobedient. The people who move on into greatness in the Lord are those who walk in obedience. Because they don't stumble. When God says something, they don't stumble. You can be offended. There are many people who are offended in many things that we see. There are many people who are offended in scripture. There are some people, when you, when you, when you counsel them with scripture, you see, they, 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 they rebel in their spirit. Some of them, maybe out of a certain uh, 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 eye service respect, they won't say anything in your presence, but they despise the counsel that immediately they walk out of your presence, what you expect them to do, they won't do it. And you have you have he quickened who were dead in trespasses. Go back, Ephesians 2 1. And you have he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. Go on, verse 2. Verse 2. Where in time past ye walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. Hmm. So, listen, there are some people whose very nature before God is that they disobey. They stumble at God's word. It's like anything that is expected of them through God's word is what they don't do. Yet, they sit and expect this God to bless them. It's just like many of us who live in our homes. Your mother will buy food or your father will buy food. You will eat, you will drink. They will pay uh, electricity for you. You will sleep, put on fan. You will drink ice water. You will sleep on a bed they have bought for you. But they can't tell you not to go out. You will go out. They can't tell you to clean. You won't do it. They can't, it's like anything they say you should do, you won't do it. Yet you enjoy everything 
that they have provided. And you are still expecting that. When you have a, a need, they will give it to you. Then you see that you come to a point where you realize that now, when you ask something, they don't give to you. So what do you do? You go somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Disobedience is one of the reasons why many people who are in the faith never rise up. If we are in this church, I've, 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 I've seen, as I have I've grown in the church, many people who just dismiss, disregard the things that we believed in and followed. You see, simple, simple things. I've preached here before on levels of obedience. I think there are 12 of them. 12 levels of obedience. There are some people... If, if they come into the church and you tell them, oh, join this, join that, oh, they will join. Others will hear the same thing, they won't join. <laughs> there are some people, anything you tell them to do, they will do. They won't stumble at any instruction. But there are some people who say, oh, join the choir. They will stumble. It's like, oh, we are thinking about that stumbling. It's like, it's almost as if it's not something you want to do. Now, if you, your, your, the options you have is never to do what you are told to do. What is what, The simple explanation for you, the, your type of person is that you are disobedient. We can't quote it anyway. Yeah. The secret of great people who work with God was obedience. And the secret of people who failed before God was, was disobedience. His love never fails. God is faithful. He doesn't change. He changes not. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So when you have been around and you don't see something in your life, don't blame God. Don't blame the church. The church will never fail. I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. What God has begun to do will never fail. He is the Alpha and the Omega. The reason why we fail is because we stumble at his instructions. We are the ones who struggle to walk in obedience. We are the ones with contrary opinions and positions. We are the ones who resist. We are the ones whose minds don't flow with simple instructions. Not God. Not the church. The church is the perfect body of God. Built with the blood of his son Jesus Christ. So that I will build my church. I've built it. And the gates of hell cannot, shall not prevail against it. They, 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 they have nothing. The prince of the air cometh, but have nothing in me. And if the body of Christ is represented here, it says that the gates of hell have nothing against the church. But you see, the people who are in, who are supposed to manifest the works through faith, because faith without works is dead. The reason is that many of us, because we don't exercise obedience, what you have heard that you haven't done is a reflection of disobedience. Ah. I say there are people who today earn a lot of money. Tomorrow you see them that they are poor. Then there are people who today are earning lesser income. But they are building it up. Because see, life eh, is a journey. If, if you see somebody who has a lot of money today, and the person has a lot of girls, does parties, likes to blow time, buys expensive clothes, buys expensive cars, I mean chills. Do you understand? Then you see somebody who today he's walking, riding bicycle, taking van, eh? eating, not going to restaurant. Because sometimes you can sit in restaurant and eat for 30 minutes. What you have paid for is like one week food. 
that you could you could have, you could have used that money to prepare food that you you put in the fridge and eat for one week. Yeah. Do you understand? So so tomorrow you will see that that person who is humble today, he 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 has a certain wisdom. And when we are when we are young and we are being told things, you, you see that it's like we don't even understand. And today you you have a lot of energy. You can roam everywhere. You you can visit friends all kinds of places and 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 go home late. Whatever it's like, go to places, but it's like even to come to God. You say you want to serve Him. If He calls you, you won't come. But you find yourself with other friends. You have time, but you give Him excuses. God knows our hearts. Some is it. Uh, d- disobedient people they lie because you 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 assume the nature of satan the nature of satan is that he he opposes anything the adversary yeah adversary opposition leader he opposes anything that god says Disobedience leads to many, 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 many things. And the people who work with God, I'm telling you, the mark, the mark of, of, of God's presence on their life is that they obeyed. Remember David and Saul? Yeah. People, you see, people, there are, there are things that people do. That makes them different. And, and sometimes you know, it's a supernatural thing. You can sit with somebody in the same office. But after five years, that person is 20 years ahead of you. And you, you are behind. Yeah. Yeah. You can sit in the classroom with somebody. You, when they write exams, you get higher marks than that person. But in the next 10 years... Where that person will be, will be higher. Yeah. Yeah. There are some things that are taught. Some people don't understand it. But they take their time. And some people understand it. But what they have to do for their thing to benefit them, they won't do it because there's a certain level of pride and assumption. So you see that the person who understands today doesn't bear a certain fruit and the person who doesn't understand properly takes time and by the time maybe five years come, he has understood something, has applied it and it has changed his life. Some of you, when we preach, you know God is talking to you. Some people sometimes, they don't understand what it is but they stay around. They ask questions. Pastor, you said this, I don't understand it. Pastor, you said this because sometimes some of the things are very clear, but it is not given to some people to understand. And, and just a desire to ask questions opens your mind and gives you grace. And the people who you expect that's like, oh, this is what God... Some, I, I, you see, that's why I've, I've had people who come and share dreams. And the dreams, me, I'm a pastor, I've not gotten such dreams. Yeah. Clear dreams that they understand. That shows that, look, God is with them. God wants to use them. But I'm telling you, you see in their lives that that thing that God has shown to them, they dishonor it, they disobey it to their peril. Then somebody who is asking questions about their preaching, about scriptures, doesn't understand a lot of things, stays. And anything you ask the person to do, they do it. And after some years, you see that that person's lifestyle is different. Some people have gifts. They can sing. They can do things for God. They, they know it. This is what God has called me to do. But there is also a strong spirit of disobedience that makes them dishonor the things of God. Yeah. So, God chose him it was God who chose him, anointed him and made him king over Israel. And after he became a king, when God speaks to him, he does what God doesn't want him to do. And God got angry and frustrated with him and told the prophet Samuel, I've rejected Saul and I've found a man after my own heart. This guy 
who was not known by even the prophets, he rose up and became greater. And one of the secrets about David's whole life is obedience. He walked in the spirit, not after the flesh. Yeah. Just saying that I belong to a church should not, you see, it's not like a, a certain, it, it, it gives some people a certain, I don't know that it's pride. But it's like a covering. Some people feel that oh, I'm this, you mentioned I'm Catholic, I'm this, I'm this, I'm that, I'm lighthouse, I'm this, I go to this, I go that. Please. Their work in God, eh, it has nothing to do with Catholicism. Or Methodism, or Presbyterianism, or denomination, or Macarius. It is about God. What He says, what you hear, what you do. Does God not speak to us? Who is here that hasn't heard God speak to him or her before? Some of you have had dreams that your pastor has not had before. Prophet Eli. He was in his house when God was calling Samuel. And God has stopped talking to him. Yeah. Yeah. He himself was not hearing God call. I mean, to God, no, there is no record of God calling Eli. <laughs> Audibly. Do you understand? No. And you see that he guided prophet Samuel to listen to the voice of God and prophet Samuel obeyed God, became one of the greatest prophets in the history of Israel up to today. That's why people still call their children uh, uh, Samuel. Do you know somebody who's called Eli? We have Elijah. Elijah, we don't even shorten it to Eli or uh, uh, Elisha to Eli. We have a, a language that has a name called Eli. It's Eli Plim and Eli. So other things, but they have cut it short. Like Nigerians have Uche. U, uh, uh, Ugo, Ugo Chuku, they say Ugo. Uche yeah. Na, they say Uche. Obina, they say Obi. Many people don't call their, their, their children Eli. After Prophet Eli. No, 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 no. No. Because he, 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 he did something that God didn't like. Samuel. David. A common name. We have Pastor David here. We have David. Where is David? Nana. We have everywhere you go, you find David in this world. Bad boys are called David. <laughs> because of a spirit they had ask yourself are you an obedient child are you Hebrews chapter 11 verse 8 First point, uh, I, uh, Hebrews, uh, sorry, sorry, First Peter 2, 7, 9. The first point is that when you do not believe, you are disobedient. So sometimes you say you believe, but you, you, dis, you are so disobedient. You are in the faith, but you don't believe. That's what the scripture will say. And the second point, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 8. Hebrews eleven eight. When you are walking in faith, you obey what you are told. Look at this one. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed and he went out not knowing whither he went. Verse 9. By faith, 
Verse 9. By faith he sojourned in the land of promise. As in a strange country. Dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob. The heirs with him of the same promise. Now, what, you see what it is is that. It's saying that. What God told him. God told him that I'll give you a land. But throughout his life. He didn't have a land. He was dwelling in tents. Moving. Because it is only when Israel started possessing lands that they started to build. Eh? If today you have your own land that you want to build, will you build a tent to go and live in with your family? Yeah. So you see, the building of the tent was a sign that what you, what you have is not yours. But even though they, they didn't have what God had promised as they were walking around, anything God said, they were doing it. They were walking in a certain level of obedience that today we can't walk in. Hmm. Yeah. You sit in the church. I don't know what God has told you. Me, me, God never told me I'll be a pastor. I never had any dream like that. But you see, it is God's word. That made me realize that he loves me. And I, I, I saw several times that I could have died. It, it was like a replay. That my life was preserved. Because I could have died. Diseases. Near accidents. Worldwide accidents. I have some scars on my leg through accidents. Up to now. One day if I remove it, you will see. If I tell the story, you will see that. Hey, I shouldn't be standing here. Hmm. Yeah. And, and so, I, what, what does it mean that God saved me from all these things? There was a time I fell sick. I, was, I used to fall sick when I was young. Sometimes, the, every hospital cannot tell me what's wrong. My father had money to take me to any hospital, but they can't find what is wrong. Then I, I can't eat, I can't walk. I'll be out of school like almost half of the term or something. Anytime I go to school, there's a problem. And there was a day I was with them. I was sitting outside with them. And that day, I knew I was going to die. Yeah, that's how I felt I was going to die. When I woke up and I was going to my room, that was what was on my mind. I'm going to lie down and die. Yeah, I was ready. And I went into the room and I sat on my bed. And I lay back with my legs hanging. My legs were down. And I was lying back. Then I I saw all of a sudden like a a hand that had something like a calabash. And it started to scoop. You see, my whole body felt as if there were broken bottles in this body. And I felt the hand scraping all the broken bottles. And I could hear the sound. You see, when you, you, a, a glass breaks and, and falls, you see, when you are sweeping, that sound, that sound that it makes, yeah, I was hearing it live as they were scraping. Do you understand? And the thing scraped from the crown of my head everywhere inside, coolly, and I was down, I was lying down. And the hand went through my whole body. And when it finished with my toe, last one, I heard a sound like a bell. Ting, like that. I just woke up and I, I, I stood up very strong. When I came out, my parents were shocked. Wow. Yeah. I didn't share it with them at that time. It was later that I told them. You see? And at that time, I was not a Christian. I mean, they go to church. They take us to church. We're not serious, that kind of thing. But you see, later, when I joined the church, then I realized that God was speaking to me. That there are several times you could have died. And those things, they were demon, demonic attacks. Demonic attacks. I mean, how can you be dead? Then glass, broken glasses have been put inside you. Yeah. You think it's common? Eh? This body that is there. Somebody breaks bottles and puts them inside. It's like, you, you don't have blood. Your, 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 nothing is that's, I couldn't eat I couldn't drink I couldn't poo poo I couldn't walk I was always dizzy weak I couldn't even talk a lot I felt light and not 
they, they can't tell me what's wrong with me. Which hospital have I not been to? And my parents were worried. Yeah. And I knew I was going to die. And God has saved me. Why, 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 why did he save me? There must be a reason why he showed me all this love. That's why when I gave my life to Christ, I said, thank you for saving me. I, won't, I don't want to go. Anything you ask me to do, I'll do it. Because if I died, I would have found myself in hell. I'm telling you. It doesn't matter whether you died of sickness or diseases from witches and, and, and wizards, but you will go to hell because you knew not the Lord. That's right. And you saved him not. And if, if, if he has saved me after so many years, I, I've driven and had near accidents. One day I was traveling in the night. I, was, I slept. When I opened my eyes, I was in another lane. Thank God that no car was coming. And I've had that encounter several times. One day I was driving somewhere and it felt as if somebody had come into the car and I couldn't control the car. I felt something heavy. And there was this truck coming. I don't know what, what, what it was. I, I just felt as if I couldn't see anything. As if I was blacking out. No, when I was leaving the home, I was very strong. I had eaten well. <laughs> yeah. And here I was facing a truck. And, and, and I'm, I'm in the car. It's as if somebody is taking control. And I can't do anything. I can't talk. For just a brief moment. What, what, you see? What, uh, I couldn't even shout. I couldn't say anything. Then all of a sudden, I felt something coming, like with a force to move the car. And I, I just parked. And I was shivering. I knew something had happened at that time. Then when you see accidents, you, you don't know what has gone on. There's, there's evil determined against us. The devil wants you to die in your sins. It doesn't matter what kills you. But the love of God has saved us. And I knew that this thing eh, is it's my work. It's not Bishop's work. I don't despise it. That's why anything I've heard him say, I do it. I, I, I heard him standing in the church say, everybody in this church, young man, Stop drinking. Stop smoking. Stop chasing girls. You can serve God with your time. Stop spending time in clubs. Stop doing this. Then I hear those words and I obey them. I don't need him to come to my house. I don't need him to lay hands on me. I'm not doing any eye service. He never knew me. But I was walking in obedience. One day I sat in the church in Kolegono. He didn't know me. I was listening to him on a Tuesday evening and I wrote in my notebook. I said, this man, he loves me more than anybody in this world. What he's telling me, he's telling me the things that God wants me to do. And I felt God loves me and he's speaking through a man. What else do I, what else do I have to do? I've not had visions. I've not had dreams. I've not heard God speaking to me, but I've heard men sending his word into my life. When Jesus was giving the testimony uh, of Lazarus and, 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 and the rich man, he said, you see, when the rich man died, he went to hell and Lazarus went to heaven. And the rich man who was in torment, he lifted his eye and he saw Lazarus in Abraham's bosom. And he said, send Lazarus to dip his hand in water and drink to drop it on my tongue that I may cool. It's like he was suffering. He said, no, it cannot happen. And when he realized the suffering, he said, go and tell my brothers at home so that they don't come here. Then Abraham said, if even one, he said, send forth Lazarus to go and tell my brothers at home not to come here. That you believe in God. Then Abraham told him, he said, if even one comes from here and talks to them, they will not change. They have their prophets. They should listen to their prophets. God speaks to us through men. What are you waiting for to, before you obey? What are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? You want to have a dream? Some of us will not have dreams. Some people have had dreams. They've had visions. They've seen people speaking to them. They've seen poor other things. They still don't believe. They still don't obey. They still don't respond. Yeah. He still don't respond. Yeah. Peter 
a shepherd, a, a, a sheep, a, a, a fisherman became a shepherd and he was not he was not fishing men uh, f- for fish again he became a shepherd do you know why because he 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 followed a man he saw something unique about the man that's the anointing it's like god put in people a certain grace that's why jesus christ throughout his life he referred to himself as the son of man though he was the son of god blessed are your ears for they hear Blessed are your ears for they hear. You are blessed to hear something that others don't hear. Yet, you are disobedient to the very things that others will, will hear and convert. Because for the people who are to be converted, it is the hearing that makes them convert. If they don't hear, they cannot convert. A church can be here just obeying God because of material things. Let me tell you something. We are not here because of material things. Number three. Not obeying and not trusting are one and the same thing. Zephaniah chapter 3 verse 1. Zephaniah. Zeph. Not obeying and not trusting are one and the same thing. Zephaniah chapter 3. Zephaniah chapter 3 verse 1. Woe to her that is filthy and polluted to the oppressing city. She obeyed not the voice. She received not correction. She trusted not in the Lord. She drew near, sorry, she drew not near to her God. Woe to her that is filthy. She obeyed not. She trusted not. She received not. They are the same thing. God sees your disobedience and your lack of trust as filth. And you see, the prophets, they were raised to the people of God. They were not raised to the heathen. These guys, Zephaniah, Zechariah, these people, God raised them. Jeremiah, he raised them to his own. Even Jesus Christ, the Bible says, he, he came to his own. So when you hear a pastor talking, he's talking to you. He's not talking to unbelievers. The disobedience in the church is higher than, than what is outside. Because you are hearing things that are, are, are life transforming and change, that can change our families, can change generations, can bring a blessing upon our lives, can, can change things. That's why God has chosen you. You may not understand why you, 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 are, you, you have been chosen from among your family. You don't understand it. You are playing with it. You want to be like those who don't, who don't, who don't come here and, and don't hear what we are saying. There's no difference. You can't entrust your life to him. You can't serve. You are just like the person who doesn't come here, who doesn't serve. What's the difference? Your heart, your mind, your actions, your fruits. They are just like somebody who has never set foot here, who doesn't believe in God, who doesn't trust God. Why are you the same? Why are you the same? Why are you the same? They expect, they believe that God will bless them. You also believe that God will bless you. The demons also believe and they tremble. You think that when you believe them, that's all, then things begin to happen. There is obedience. Faith comes with obedience. To obey is better than to sacrifice. That's why he rejected Saul. Even Moses. Disobedience. God asked him to do something. He says, strike this rock once. And he did it two times. He said, you will not see Canaan. It shows you the level at which God relates with people he loves. 
Think about it. I finished my introduction. Stand to your feet. We'll continue. Lift your hand. Pray for the spirit of obedience. When there is something you should have done five years ago, and up to today, you are still being asked to do it. When there is a change that you should have effected many years back, and up to today, you are struggling. You are waiting for it to be repeated, and it has been repeated over and over, but you haven't changed. You are walking in disobedience. You see, there comes a time you will hear the voice of instruction. You are regarded by God as filth and polluted. Nobody who is thirsty drinks from, no matter how thirsty you are, when you see filthy water, polluted waters, you don't drink. Even to bath, you can't bath inside. When something is filthy, polluted, and contaminated, you don't have any desire for it. If you are a sane person, you will never say, I am thirsty. Then you go to Bacau and see that gutter and put your, 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 your cup or whatever inside and fetch the water to drink because you are thirsty. Yeah. If God says you are polluted and you are filthy, he will never walk with you. He will never come close. That's why some of you, you are, if you are not careful, you have come to a point where God doesn't speak to you. Anything we say, you don't hear. Nothing changes you. Because you have walked in disobedience. Your conscience is seared. You, are, can't, you can't bear any fruit. Lift your hands. Ask for his mercies. Father, help us. Thank you, Jesus. The grace to walk in obedience. The grace to walk in obedience. What has God not told this church? What have you not heard in this church? What is God not expecting from you? Is there somebody who doesn't know what God wants him to do? We know it. We know it. We know it. But you dismiss God. You dismiss your, your dreams. You dismiss your encounters. You dismiss the things that he tells you to do. That's how come when we also repeat it, you dismiss it. And you come to a point where everything that God says doesn't minister to you again. You have become polluted and filthy and nothing good. No fruits. No fruits come out of you. You are just like the one who is outside. Who doesn't come here? Who doesn't listen to what you hear? Who doesn't serve? Who is, who is not even half closer to hear the things that you have been hearing? Father, we thank you. Show us your mercies. We give you glory. We give you honor. We thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus. Help us. Help us. Help us to walk in obedience to your simple instructions. Be a chorister. Be an usher. Be a servant. Find something to do. Visit somebody. Pray for somebody. These little things that you tell us that we take for granted. That's how you promote us. How can you dismiss instructions and expect to hear instructions that will elevate you it doesn't happen that way if a child sits in class and, and, and they give him a notepad and they say you should write a letter A and he says I, I, I didn't come here to learn A I want to be a doctor how can you get there I want to be a pilot but I don't want to write A you say you want to be prosperous but you don't want to serve God the things that he's teaching us today do you think that you can move on and get him to be in your life to lift you up Ah, Father show us your mercies we give you glory we give you honor we thank you in Jesus mighty name every eye closed everyone standing
you are here this evening. Somebody invited you. Somebody brought you to church. Or as you are standing here, you know that, look, what I'm saying, I'm talking to you. If all you believe God for is what he would do for you, and you, you have come to a point where you do nothing for him, you are disobedient. How can we walk with a God who speaks, who hears, who instructs? His blessing is in, his, is in the instruction he will give you. His favor is in his commandments. His promotion is from the expectations that he has of you. What you would do. But yet you've shut yourself to all these things. And you still expect him to be the one behind your blessing. Ha. You want to say, Father, forgive me. Lift up your hands. I want to pray with you. Father, forgive us. It's a church. We have walked far away into disobedience. We have rejected your words. Your instructions. We have changed in our hearts. We have turned away unto ourselves. But we ask that you forgive us. Show us your mercies. Show us your mercies, Lord. Speak to us. Speak to us, Lord. Touch our hearts, Lord. Take away the hardness. Take away the stiffness. The resistance. And bless us. We give you glory. And we thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.